podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Matt Linehan for Boxing Social mm. in association with William Hill and Empire Fight Star. Delighted as always to be joined by former two-time world champion. Maybe soon to be three, but we'll get on to that. Josh Warrington. Josh, look, always appreciate you giving us some of your time, even when you haven't got any particular news. But I've got to ask you, because I saw you on Instagram, obviously. You were with Frank Smith. You were hinting a little bit at America. Look how good that would be. We've been talking about that for a long time. Have we got any sort of significant update, or can you at least sort of shed light on if things are progressing? Because we want, obviously you and I get back in the ring. Yeah, it's been a... It's been a long time, Matt. I think I spoke to you the other month for talking about Ed Button and, <laughs> and this. Good real, that. It was good real. <laughs> um, yeah, we, obviously it's been a long time. Um, six months flown by already. Um, little bits of frustration um, from I keep echoing and repeating myself, but from promise of uh, Lara trilogy and then you know supposed to be out down in London um, on June the 10th, which ended up being Sunny Edwards. Uh, show it's been quite frustrating obviously I've just been in the gym training hard taking over bit of sparring trying to improve myself um, and now with Lee Wood getting the win against uh, Michelle Lara um, you know Wood will be looking for a big fight a big domestic fight it makes sense there but also we've got to look at other avenues as well I'm, I'm ranked number one with the WBC um, you know I'm still ranked very highly with the IBF and uh, you know it means that Lots of options are on the table, so we had a meeting on Saturday just to see how we can progress them options further. Um, because you know, I'm 32, and you know, in I'm, I'm not old, but certainly in this game, you want to have a bit of a plan of what you want to do for next year. Never mind, for <laughs> never, ne- never, never. <laughs> 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 oh, <God. laughs> oh, <God. laughs> we carried on. Carry on. on. <laughs> so, you know, that's Johnny Kebab in the background pissing himself at some pornography thing. Pornography, but <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, this. We're gonna go look at options. I'm very confident about coming back, and and a lot of people may think, oh fucking, oh Josh has seen uh, better days. I mean, I think even think. Some of the commentators who were coming and sitting on the open prices fight, I've been I've heard through the grapevine that they've mentioned my name and like um, it's not about the next torchbearer from Leeds because I'm at the back end of my career. Like, fucking hell! What do you feel about yeah. fifty? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've still got a few good years in in, in me yet. Like you know, like, I think that's one thing we, you know, want to have a bit of a plan really. So, um, but I, they know how desperate I am to go to fucking America. That's one of the reasons fucking they signed me back up. You know. I'm sure Eddie, Frank, Matchroom, his own team all want to go over to America and fucking take the crazy Josh Warrington fan base over there. You know, apart from fucking the heavyweights, what kind of fighter has that kind of cult? There's not many these days, apart from like Mick Conlon or, you know, in recent years, Carl Thompson. 100%, I was going to say, in terms of a following, you're, you're in that bracket of you've got very unique support who will come out from you with a win, lose, draw. When they know you've had an off night, they're still going to show up. Well, look, everyone's talking about a Leewood fight. I think we've sort of been seeing online floating around that the city ground might be out of the question, so they're talking about neutral ground and all this kind of stuff. You obviously mentioned the WBC route. The Leewood fight is the one that everyone's sort of saying is make it, making sense. It's a big 
you know, it's a big sort of domestic clash. I mean, a few years ago, you maybe wouldn't have thought the steward riding high, he was building back up, and his role's reversed now, and he's got the belt. He's he's a he's two time, you know, he's come and he avenged a defeat to Lara, something I know you as well want to do. Um, and now there's a position where it, 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 surely, surely this is this is the fight. Do you do you have a feeling that this fight will happen before the year end, or is it like you you, you sort of past that point of wondering anymore? Um, no, I, 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 there's a strong possibility it can happen, but you know it could, now comes down to the the T's, the C's, the dots, and the P's. You know the P's, and and the, the, the thing is like yeah, Lee, Lee has done very very good over the last um, last few fights over the last few years. He's rebuilt his career, but. In hindsight, fucking hell, that's down to me. If I wouldn't have got knocked out by Lara in that first one, then that opportunity against Kanju wouldn't have happened. And, you know, the, this Lara wouldn't be fucking over here. And then the big thing wouldn't be there with the two fights that he's had with him. So, you know, a little bit has to be fucking credit there. And I've done this for a long time, Matt. You know, your lead's riding high on a, on a wave now at this moment in time. But fucking hell, I've been riding high for fucking years. I mean... Pre-lockdown, when we were looking at fighting Kanju and um, Ring Magazine belts, I think I'm sure we spoke about fucking bringing Lee in as a as a sparring partner, you know. So and that's not that's not, not discouraging him either. Um, Just shows out boxing, like yeah, he's boxing. But like I say, when we talk about the fight, like I feel that negotiations at the minute, fucking, I'm being a bit discredited at the minute, and you know it. Like I say, it takes two to tango, and this is a sport. A very competitive one, but it's, it's also business, and you know, I've always fucking just just said yeah, 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 and um, I really want the fight with with Lee Toppin because I think it'll be a great domestic fight. You know, one of them fights what makes me a three-time world champion and certainly get me on top. But um, just make sure the 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 futures and seas are right. Yeah, and I suppose at this point in your career, you mentioned you are 32. Although you, like I said, I've seen you here tonight. You're looking still in good shape. You know, you still got your, you still got the famous engine that everyone gets barking on about. That's, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. So back into your career, you do need to make sure business is right. But the flip side to that is WBC. Um, Ray Vargas, I believe, who still holds that belt. PBC. There's that relationship maybe with how you know you're still signed to Eddie. How does that, how does that happen? Because that a situation where you could be mandated to fight Ray Vargas where, where are we at with that if that is the route you'd have to go down what, what would need to happen for that I think it just it just comes down to people pulling their, their hands out of the pocket and you know, you know do that in the States yeah just and, and, and you know I think in terms of like getting the, getting the viewers and then the, getting the people through the door well man have been screaming for that away day for a long, been a long time you know for years and years we've been talking about having that with them, them days and for whatever reason, it's not happened. Whether it be the, you know the pandemics or fucking you know managers coming up and, and whatever, but I certainly feel like I've done enough for my career to just at least fucking get one. Like I say, I'm ranked number one at WBC. Um, that'd be one of the biggest nights for for Ray Vargas as well in terms of like in terms of the pull and and, and a status fight. So just to get these promoters to get their heads together and, and see what can be done um, otherwise you're looking to get yourself in like mandatory positions again you know and uh, I mean I don't mind doing that because I'd, I'd rather be active I would rather be active but it's just if they can just make the fight happen now then, then that'd, be, that'd be great
I said, there's them two options there, but... Well, I'll just say one more thing about as well, how we talk about there, you know, f we talk about 32. And a lot of people might have thought, oh, fucking hell, Josh didn't look right in his last one. And I've seen I've seen them on messages online as well. You know, Josh didn't fucking look right in his last one. People so sick into consideration that have come off a of fucking broken jaw. Straight from broken jaw, straight into that fight against... Um, Lopez, obviously we've seen what he done to Mick Conlon and how dangerous a fight he is, but he never done that to me. And you know, I always look at that fight as a fight of fucking two halves. First four or five rounds are fucking apprehensive. In a bit of a shell, in a bit of rabbit and headlights, and until, you know, I woke up and fucking started coming back to life and had him all over the place. But, you know, it's kind of like swept under the carpet and it's like, Josh is seeing better days now. But I fucking still feel that I am up that le I'm still up there. I'm still in my prime, and whether it's Lee Wood next or Ray Vargas, you'll certainly see that. I think boxing's one of them games. It really is the highest highs, the lowest lows, and as soon as you start going over 30, it's like, oh, he's not the same, he's finished. But I think, obviously, like, um, it's like you mentioned uh, Mick there and, and Lopez. Like, the, I suppose many people are saying, oh, he's done now because he's had the knockout defeat to, to Lee, so the knockout defeat to Lopez. So people are going, well, you know, he's done kind of thing, but still 31. Yeah. Still yeah. still, still yeah. willing and able kind of thing. You know, everyone wants to see these big fights. Is it a case of now where uh, in boxing, like we see these, everyone, fans, myself included, go, we want you to fight Ray Vargas. We want you to fight Lara. But if you lose, you're done. But yeah, it's like, well, hang on. Is that not the fight you want to see because they're the most competitive because it's a good watch exactly. rather than you fight someone and you're 50 to 1 on to win? Yeah, yeah exactly. And then I think... UFC, the UFC is um, a good thing because how many of them guys have been beat? Nate Diaz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think I think when you reach a certain level, and um, you know, I lost to Lara, and I come back and I fucking beat you know Martinez, who just beat Kigalad. You know, it, it's fine lines, isn't it? One, you could be fucking have a shy night's sleep the night before fighting, have a perfect camp all the way throughout, and that one that 24 hours or 12 hours before I'm just be disastrous, and that go against you. All of a sudden, for months and months, you tarnished off that one night. That's it, you know. Fucking many fighters have a bad night in places like these in the gym, you know. But it's meant to be that one night. And obviously, for fucking thirty odd fights, I've always got that right. And then, like, you know, there's been two occasions where I fucking didn't get it right. And uh, but I feel like I am in my fucking prime, and it's. It's easy for me to sit here and talk to the camera and talk to the viewers at home and them fucking wankers will say, you fucking bellend, you're going to get knocked out, your space radar, pillow punch, whatever it is, head butter. But the only way that I can really show them is by donning the gloves, getting back in the ring and, and showing it. I think, I think everyone wants to sort of see you back now as well. And like I said, with them fights pending, that one with Lee, be a cracking one to sort of end the year or whatever for, for both of you really as well. Look, I'm not going to keep you too much longer. Just a quick word on Maxi Hughes going to America, Oklahoma. Um, George Cambosis. George Cambosis, the man who beat the man who beat the man in, you know, in Tiafimo, who beat Lomachenko. And Maxi Hughes, the Cinderella story, who's now, you know, he's proved that he's just that good, that, in his words. But he's good in there again, getting written off. Talk to me, you've seen him in the gym for this camp. Why does he go to Oklahoma? Keep that title and beat George Cambosis. Just because he's, this is what we've all known for years that it, Max is a world class fighter, and you know, I've, I've said it for years and years and years, um, long before that I become world champion that he'd go to the top. Um, and you know, it, it was hard because 
not really showing it on the, on fight night, you know. But um, it's always been there. The the skill is the fucking just. <laughs> I hope this don't pick up half these conversations. I swear, <laughs> fuck's sake. Go on. Go. But yeah, like um, like, I think it's one of the things where the pressure's on George. The pressure's on George. It's not on Maxi because Maxi's not meant to do anything, is he? He's not meant to. Maxi won't meant to fucking beat like Strathon. He won't meant to win British title. He won't meant to beat John O'Connell. But he keeps on fucking doing it. So pressure's not on him. But the skill set is there. George, yeah. He's a good fighter. He's a very good fighter. And he's, and he's fucking... He's a tough bastard and he'll keep on going as well. But Maxi, the skill that he brings, is just going to fucking frustrate him. I can just see it now. And he's already invested far too much in his interviews and stuff. And I can see he's going to try stall Max, but Maxi's not going to be there. And uh, he's looking on fire in a minute. So he's an inspiration to all of us. And um, yeah, I fucking can't wait for another upset. Well, let's say, look, Josh Warrington, thanks for giving us some of your time again. I know I won't keep you too long. Um, <laughs> thanks for talking to Boxing Social. We'll catch up again when you've got some more news on what you're actually doing next. So I appreciate it. Cheers, Matt. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network.